This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Vikings Vet Line every Sunday right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and podcast feed. What's going on, everyone? Declan Goff here, taking you through another edition of Vikings Vet Line. We record this every Sunday right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. This is a show you'd like to get involved in, too, by the way. This is basically your show. It's a show for Vikings fans. I love to talk to as many Vikings fans as I possibly can throughout the offseason. Uh, Liam and Austin are going to join me here in just a little bit to talk the draft, talk the offseason. Plenty of topics to get into. Uh, and if you'd like to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, it's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, would love to talk to you. Love to meet with uh, so many of you. We do this show during the Vikings season, of course, Mackie, Judd, and myself. And then during the offseason, I turn this over to you guys. Uh, bring on a couple fans each week to uh, discuss the Vikings, the latest rumors, news, what's going on. We're a few weeks away from the NFL draft party uh, at Park Tavern here locally in the Twin Cities in St. Louis Park. If you want to check that out, go to scorenorth.com for more information. Uh, but yes, this is Vikings Vent Line, powered by our friends at TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And of course, Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. Motorcycle parts, accessories. It's finally warming up here in Minnesota and in the Midwest. And whether wherever you are throughout the country, you got some great motorcycle parts, accessories. Go check out Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. Told them, tell them that Purple Daily and Vikings Vent Line sent you. All right, let's get into uh, another edition of Vikings Vent Line. We got Liam. We have Austin. Uh, Liam is north of the border. He is in Winnipeg. Uh, so, nat- oh no, Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay, excuse Thunder. me. I should know better. I should absolutely know better. Uh, so, you just naturally kind of gravitated towards the Vikings, right? Just being that close to the border. How did you become a Vikings fan? So, I first became a fan in 2009, uh, the infamous Brett Favre season. Uh, and since then, it's just been. Uh, Heartbreak, but also enjoyment, nonetheless, uh, throughout my tenure being a fan. Nice. And Austin, you're you're in Indiana. Uh, yep. What is your earliest member, uh, earliest memory, and what is your lineage of being a Vikings fan? So all of my family on both sides, my mom and dad, are from Red Wing, Minnesota. So okay. my brother and I are the only ones that got out. Everyone else is still red in Red Wing. Shout out to Red Wing. Yeah. Um, so my grandmother told me at four that Santa Claus only goes to the state of Minnesota and to little boys and girls that root for the Vikings. So by the time I knew she was lying, I was pot committed. Dude, that is an awesome lie by grandma. And you know, like, you know, grandma's kind of, you know, what grandma says goes, right? So if, if, yep. if Santa's only coming for Vikings fans, that is a genius play by grandma. If, uh, if I'm so lucky to have grandkids here in about 40, 50 years or whatever the hell it is, I might be stealing that one from your grandma. Yep. Great, great, great little line there. 
Uh, <laughs> fellas, so we're, we're a couple weeks away from the NFL draft. The Vikings are on the clock currently at pick 23. They do not have a second round pick. I believe five selections so far uh, lined up in the NFL draft. This is a very broad question. I've been asking about everyone that comes on Vikings event line over the last month, what they'd like to see the Vikings do at the draft. So Liam, I will start with you from your Canadian perspective from up there in Canada. What would you like to see the Vikings do at the NFL draft? So regardless of who we pick or what we do, I want to see us trade back in that first round. I mean, throughout the draft process as well, like I would much prefer them to trade back or maybe trade some valuable players currently on the roster, like Dalvin Cook, Zadarius Smith, maybe even Daniil Hunter. Um, and by trading, Kwesi and Kevin can uh, cast a wider net in terms of trying to fill certain holes because there are holes, right? Like we have defensive tackle, cornerback, uh, linebacker. Um, in addition to accumulating more draft picks, I want them to find a solid wide receiver too uh, to take the tops off of opposing defenses and provide relief for Justin Jefferson, right? So guys like Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, and maybe in the situation if you trade back and let's say you take a player like Jalen Hyatt, uh, maybe that can make more sense for them to pick a player like Hendon Hooker with that second round pick they would accumulate, or maybe he's still there at 87. Um, so I want them to be patient um, with the quarterback position specifically. Uh, most likely all the top four quarterbacks in this draft class will be gone uh, by the time the Vikings are up at 23. So even if Hooker gets scooped up on day two, maybe they look to take a shot at a player like Dorian Thompson-Robinson out of UCLA in the later rounds. Why not, right? So I love it. So yeah, trade back, that's been kind of a common theme too with you not with uh, the Vikings not having a second round pick and just having a limited amount of draft picks. They usually always have a ton to make, at least in the Spielman era. Uh, in the first year of Kwesi, there were some trade backs as well. So there's some evidence that suggests that that could happen again. But yeah, there's multiple holes for a team that won 13 games. Um, there are a lot of spots to fill on this roster immediately and cer- certainly in the long term as well. So a trade back and then kind of assess the board from there. I like it. Uh, Austin, how about you, man? What would you like to see the Vikings do at the draft this year? So there, there's two things I'd like to see and, and both probably things would have to fall their way but uh, I'd love to see the Texas running back drop to them and get uh, get him in on a rookie deal save some money there and get you know kind of reload that that stud running back position um, that makes moving off of Dalvin easier and then I've got a, a trade proposal that I'm curious if who says no okay so the Vikings send Cousins and next year's second to the 49ers for Trey Lance and their three third round picks this year Wowzer. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Let, let me, let me take the no side at least from the Niners. So the Niners who don't have right first round or second round picks, uh, I believe in this year's draft. Is that correct? They, they mortgage a lot of them to get up to Trey Lance or they have a, do they have one first round pick potentially for this upcoming draft? So they, I, don't, I don't think they have a first or second. Yeah, I think that's right. So they don't have many draft picks. They are essentially, a healthy quarterback, decent quarterback away from being a legitimate Super Bowl contender. That roster is really damn good. Um, I don't know if they're willing to do it since they, I guess, are out of draft picks. But at the same time, if you're trying to win now, why? I mean, who cares about a couple third-round picks um, in this year's draft? So I can see that from from that side, from the Vikings side of things. Yeah, you get Trey Lance. You get to kind of evaluate what you want there. Nick Mullins can you know, hold his hand, if you will, in training camp or, or however they want to approach that. I love the reckless uh, reckless trade suggestion there from Austin. It makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I, I think the Niners potentially say no more than the Vikings. I would love that for the Vikings. I mean, that would be an insane trade to make. 
Um, I'm a little out on Trey Lance, and I think a lot of other Minnesota Vikings fans are. But, hey, I'm, I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to see what you got there. On your Bijan Robinson take uh, for the running back from Texas, this is really interesting because he's been a guy that I feel like early on in mockers was more towards the later first round. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing more mocks that have him going in the top 10. And even guys like Daniel Jeremiah saying, you know, he's the third best prospect in this entire draft, which is rare for running backs, right? I mean, running backs are just kind of undervalued now. You let them run for their rookie contract. You shouldn't be overpaying for them. You shouldn't be giving them a second contract. But he is still 21 years old, so he's going to be entering his age 22 season, um, or his age 21 season, actually, this year. He turned 21 in January. So he's a younger running back, if you will. So you can kind of milk him longer than most other running backs. So I like it. A couple good draft ideas, a couple good trade backs. Liam, you mentioned uh, the quarterback idea of Hendon Hooker maybe is there in the second round. You'd be interested in taking him. So it, are you, if one of those four quarterbacks are off the board, obviously by pick 23, you don't want to see them even reach for Hendon Hooker at 23. Is that kind of a no-go for you? Uh, yeah, still not there. Um, again, we have other holes that we do need to fill, and there are some quality players there. So, yeah, I think I'm probably wait on Hendon Hooker. But if he's available, like I said, then why not, right, at, the, at that 87 pick or even the second-round pick? And then, Austin, how about you, man? What, what about your thoughts on drafting a quarterback early in this year's draft? Well, if we if we keep Cousins, I like the quarterbacks next year better than the quarterbacks this year. So I'd rather make a move to try to get up in the draft next year um, than than reach on you know a guy that may be a second round grade at twenty three just to get him, and then we might still be in the same position next year. Okay, I like it. So yeah, the Vikings draft coming up here in a little less than uh, two weeks away, or a little more than two weeks away. So we're getting closer and closer to the NFL draft. Pick 23 for the Vikings for now. We'll see what happens. Um, Stay tuned on Purple Daily. There's daily mocks. There's plenty of uh, great draft speculation as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft. Uh, Fellas, the offseason's been going for about a month now. The tampering period opened a little less than a month ago. Uh, The Vikings have made their initial waves in free agency. A lot of the big dogs are now off the board. Um, I'm curious, what is your guys' uh, favorite move of the offseason so far for Kevin O'Connell? Liam, I'll start with you. So before I get to talking um, players, I just want to say that, I mean, just before that tampering period started, big fan of firing at Donatel. <laughs> I mean, some of those games were just atrocious, defensively speaking. Uh, so every year, for example, I'll make the trip down for one game. Uh, and this year, that one game was the Cowboys game. So I got a I got a nice seat live seat to watch Kellen Moore put up an absolute clinic on Ed Donatel's defense. So that was tough to watch. But and then the subsequent hiring of Brian Flores, great move in my opinion. Uh, we all saw what he did as head coach of uh, the Dolphins uh, during his tenure there, and I'm very excited to see what he can do um, as his I guess first time as a defensive coordinator. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, in terms of players, I really like the Byron Murphy Jr. signing. A great move by adding a younger, faster guy uh, to replace Patrick Peterson. And he can play both inside and outside, right? So he's very versatile in that regard as well. Yeah, uh, Byron Murphy Jr. being the cornerback they went after, they didn't break the bank for him. Um, They're going to ask him to obviously probably be the number one guy here, which is a a taller task. Um, He was a solid cornerback for sure in Arizona. Is he up to the task of being a cornerback one? But I, I do like the philosophy to your point of just having a younger guy in there. Uh, having Brian Flores' teeth in there is, is, a, is a big influence. And obviously, there's a lot of players that come and go in free agency. But yeah, Flores is a former head coach, a defensive stalwart. He knows what the hell he's doing. Ed Donatel, we all thought, okay, let's give Easy Ed a chance here. And man, that did not work out very well, to your point. Uh, by the end of the season, things were just not going well in that defense. So if Brian Flores can get his teeth into guys like 
yes, Byron Murphy Jr., maybe even revitalize some of these veterans like Harrison Smith or Zadarius Smith, if he's still here. Um, there's a lot of possibilities in that Vikings defense to certainly improve. Austin, how about you? What has been uh, your favorite move of the offseason so far? Well, this is going to be boring because I literally wrote down those same two things. <laughs> um, I love both of those moves. I think the the Brian Flores thing actually will help, um, you know, the offense – you know, click a little bit better, the team flow a little bit better because they don't have to constantly worry about the the defense not coming through. I think he's going to change the the culture there, and that's going to be a huge thing for us. So I like both those moves. Those were my two favorite. What do you guys think of the future of uh, Zadarius Smith, Neil Hunter? So Zadarius Smith um, had the bonus kick in a little bit. They could have cut him. They chose to keep him for now. They could be working on a trade. Maybe there's a move to be had by the draft or even after the draft. Um, Austin, do you kind of think that Zadarius Smith, Daniil Hunter, are, are they going to still be here by the time the season rolls around? Is one of them gone? What's your kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot at play. There's going to have to be some reworking of contracts to, to get them both to, to be here. Um, you know, I'd like to see them both, both here, but more than likely, my guess would be one of them's gone. One of them's going to get capped and one of them's going to get moved. Liam, how about you? I mean, like on, on the Zadarius Smith front, like, why why keep them? I mean, we're trying to build a culture, like a winning culture here of of kind of putting yourselves first and for a team effort. So for a guy that, I mean, obviously get that bread, right? Like I'm a big, get your money while you can. But at the same time, if you don't want to be here, then that's okay. We can use you as a, maybe uh, such a trade opportunity during training camp or uh, before the trade deadline. Um, and then on the Daniil Hunter front, it sounds like Brian Flores wants him around. But I mean, uh, we've always just, kept players until they just can't um, contribute further or um, just like kind of we keep them too late kind of thing. So if we trade them a year early, then why not and get the value back for that, right? So I'm all for the new Hunter trade as well. But if we keep him, he's a great asset to our defense as well. On that exact topic, but on the other side of the football. So they said goodbye to Adam Thielen, a longtime Viking, a Vikings ring of honor guy, a lot of fan favorite uh, here in Minnesota, obviously. Uh, do you guys think that was the right move to move on from Adam Thielen at this point? Austin, how, how are your kind of thoughts on that? I think it was the move that, that Thielen wanted. You know, I think he wanted more targets and, and more, you know, to be more of the guy. And, and you know, I hate to, to see him gone because, like you said, he is a fan favorite and, you know, loved him for years. But I think, you know, it was just something that that's what, that's what he wanted. So it makes sense. From a business decision, I understood why they did it. And it probably – was the was the right move um you know the last couple years he's not been what he used to be so it was probably the right call Liam how about you yeah like 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 you said he's not the same guy as he was in 2018 2019 um so yeah I'm okay with it you wanted to be more a part of an offense and and get paid so by all means man I'm very happy for him very um grateful for what he did for us uh during his time here and yeah all the best man, for sure yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there with him in Carolina. The Vikings obviously need a little bit more speed on the offensive side from those weapons. TJ Hawkinson looks like he's going to be a nice weapon for them. Jefferson is probably the best receiver in the NFL. So there's still options there. Can they find someone in the draft like we were talking about earlier? Is there another supplemental guy that they could maybe trade for or, or sign still in free agency? We'll wait and see there. Going to be an interesting uh, wave of, of moves from the in the offseason for the Vikings after the draft as well. Uh, so, fellas, the Vikings did, yes, win uh, 13 games last year. They won the North very early. 
course, they got bounced a little earlier than we thought in the wild card round against Daniel Jones and the Giants. But uh, Kevin O'Connell, rookie head coach, I mean, you can't really ask much more for a 13-win season on paper, at least. But there for sure was some areas where he could have improved. So I, I'm curious, what do you guys want to see from Kevin O'Connell in year two of this offense? Austin, I'll go to you. I actually think, circling back to the to the Flores thing, I think that's going to free him up. I think there was things he wanted to do. He just was limited by the roster and limited um, by what he was working with. And I think, you know, adding that defense piece will open it up. And I'll be very I'm, – I'm bullish on what he's going to bring in, in year two and kind of some changes that I think he's going to make now because he can. Yeah, I – I think he obviously hired Ed Donatel at the time to obviously, hey, he'll focus on the defense. And the defense was not going as planned, right? It was not looking up to par. So now he has to dip his toes into all that. And of course, when you're a head coach, hey, you're in charge of everything. Like you got to oversee everything. You can, you know, be a diplomat and give other assignments to other people to take that off your plate. But you have to oversee those things. Can Flores kind of help? Number one, can both of them kind of work basically as a tag team there, right? Can he have some influence of Flores, but also a trust level that, hey, Brian Flores, is younger. Brian Flores knows what he's doing a little bit more. He has a better track record than Ed Donatel did. I like it as well. Liam, how about you? Do you want to see something that Kevin O'Connell did in year two that he didn't do in year one? I think for what it's worth, um, I would say that I'd like to see him continue to develop uh, as a play caller. And when I say that, I mean in terms of maximizing the passing game when Justin Jefferson's being covered, maybe by double coverage, triple coverage. Um, it looks like they're trying to do this through the acquisition of TJ Hawkinson, uh, even the Josh Oliver signing as well, and even in how they use KJ Osborne. And hopefully they can draft uh, another wide receiver this year to help complement Justin Jefferson. Um, and I might put something out there that might sound preposterous, but I, from my Canadian perspective, uh, would like to see more trick plays involving Justin Jefferson. We saw flashes of it last year, right? I'm not saying do it every single game, but who knows? Could we potentially see uh, Justin Jefferson throw for a red zone TD pass? Maybe. It might be in the cards. So in terms of looking for what Kevin O'Connell can improve on, on 2023, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, the trick pass element, right? Like they tried a little bit of that last year. Um, and I think there was sometimes, I think there's times to your point, yes, to unleash some of those plays a little bit more. They can't be too predictable. You can't have them in your bag all the time where teams are going to sniff them out. So you have to be really strategic with how you use them. But there was a few plays last year that I remember, obviously the the pass to Cousins, I believe in the playoff game, like what, what are we doing there? That one just didn't seem to make much sense. There was the jump pass attempt from Dalvin Cook on the goal line, I think in the Lions game in Detroit, like, there was a few like head scratching ones where it's just like, you know, the first down marker, the goal line is right there in front of you. It's basically the size of the football. Why don't you just pound the rock? Why don't you just keep it simple here? But there are areas of surprise where, you know, you don't have to be completely vanilla. You don't have to be completely predictable. Um, that it, Those are areas where I think Kevin O'Connell can improve more. I think one last thing that I would say that he could do is, you know, as much as we want to see the Vikings be a pass first offense, and that's where the NFL is trending. I think last year they were 28th in rush attempts. So, if they're going to keep Dalvin Cook, which as of right now they are, they just paid to keep Alexander Madison, or maybe there's a supplemental guy like Bijan Robinson Falls, like Austin was talking about. You know, they kind of have to have more rushing attacks. They have to have you know balance out that passing and that rushing attack a little more. And can he figure out a little bit of a happy medium between not having to pass all the dang time, but at the same time figuring out ways to have good rushing attempts and when to give the rock you know to your running back. And we'll see what happens there, but. Um, I'm curious. Do, do you guys were you guys surprised that Alexander Madison came back to the Vikings? Were you surprised that they re-signed him? I was. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I didn't. I guess I'm not as 
excited about him as a runner as maybe they are. Yeah, it was a little surprising to me. I thought that he was just going to leave in free agency. And even if they kept Dalvin Cook, which they still obviously can, um, I thought they were going to draft someone for the next replacement behind him. So I was a little surprised by Madison. Liam, how about you? Yeah, definitely surprised, but definitely also very excited too, right? Because part of of me is like, ah, he was such a good player. He did have an impact when he got the touches. So Mm -hmm. it's great to see him back, honestly. And and even further to that, with Quasi's signings, a lot less – unpredictable or less less predictable uh than say the spielman era right so even with the draft picks and with um re-signing of guys that we had like yeah loving the way that quasi is able to make it work and get get some guys coming back to us all right fellas last thing before we uh wrap up here on vikings event line uh any shout outs any last takes you want to give they haven't gotten off your chest so far austin i'll go to you uh, I guess shout out to my family for supporting my insanity when it comes to the Vikings and dealing with the fact when they lose not to talk to me for the rest of the day. <laughs> but, uh, and and then takes, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for where, where the Vikings are going long-term. I'm not so sure about this next coming year, but I think Kwesi and Kevin and, and, you know, we've got some really good pieces in place. So I think, you know, the future is, the future is bright, but it might get worse before it gets better. Absolutely. And then shout out your grandma for making yeah, sure shout that out you, grandma. Know, you don't get Christmas presents unless you are a Vikings fan. So Absolutely. I love that. Love that for <laughs> you too. Uh, Liam, how about you? I guess I'd like to shout out uh, all of the Canadian Vikings fans that are out there, uh, specifically the ones from Thunder Bay who make the seven hour trek down to Minneapolis uh, to come see games. Um, and yeah, furthermore, super excited about uh, the direction that this team's going and super excited about the culture that they're building there. And uh, hopefully it only gets better. I don't know if we're going to be at 13 wins this year, but uh, regardless, I think this team uh, is on a good trajectory. Uh, dumb question for me, Liam. Are, are Vikings games like easily available like they are here in Minnesota? Like, are you in the regional network or because you're in Canada, do you have to like go to a bar to watch them or do you have to get league pass? How do you kind of watch Vikings games in Canada? So I, I got a uh, zone membership. So basically uh, they have NFL uh, red zone on there and uh, NFL game pass. So I'm able to watch Vikings games that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Awesome, man. Uh, Austin, Liam. Thank you guys so much for coming on Vikings event line. Appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button for the listeners here uh, for daily Vikings entertainment. If you want to get on a future episode of Vikings event line, please shoot me an email. It's Vikings at gmail.com. Mackie Judd and myself uh, back on Monday as well for full strength. As we get closer and closer to the NFL draft, this has been Vikings event line. Where we want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.